the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to What's the Score, a series solely dedicated to the support of Central Florida small business and entrepreneurs, donated as a community service by Salem Media Group. And now let's head into the Rich Jekyll Score studio with Christopher Hart and Lucy Polito. Hello again, and welcome to What's the Score, and welcome to a brand new year of What's the Score, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so very much, and a very happy and hopefully very prosperous new year to each and every one of you. And of course, uh, on score, we got the winning combination for you, starting off with, of course, the award-winning Lucy Polito. How are you doing today, Lucy? I am terrific, Chris, and I hope you had a wonderful uh, holiday season, and I certainly wish you a very happy, healthy, and prosperous new year. May that happen to all of us. Uh, amen to that, and the same to you. I appreciate that. Yes, I, indeed, I am Christopher Hart of the American Adversaries Radio Show. But, of course, this show is all about score and everything scores got going on. And with the new year, they got big plans for a whole lot of action going on at score. Right, Lucy? We certainly do. You know, we, uh, we usually plan ahead uh, for all our events, and we have been doing that. And as you know, uh, score is uh, growing and uh, doing bigger and better things all over. So um, we have big plans, and they'll be, uh, I'll be mentioning those as we progress. Uh, so we'll hear about it probably towards uh, the end of the month, beginning of next month. We'll begin to talk about some of our good uh, programs that we have scheduled. Excellent. We'll, of course, uh, be right here to talk about those things on the air, ladies and gentlemen. But the best way to keep up with everything SCORE's got going on, because it is so much with all the webinars they're doing now on a regular basis, and, of course, the Coffee with the Leader presentations, the workshops, all of this going on, you really do need to go to orlando.score.org. And if you'll make it easier on yourself, you can sign up for the newsletter there. It's all free, orlando.score.org. As a matter of fact, everything that SCORE has to offer, whether it's the educational program, the mentorship program, what they have on the website, once again, is at the inflation-proof price of, I just let it slip, Lucy, how much again? Oh, we'll just repeat it because it's such a great price. It is free. <laughs> That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the, and it's and that is because of great sponsors and others uh, who pick up the tab for you. But uh, for the entrepreneurs and, and for the people that score is there for absolutely no charge at all. And as our dear friend Rich used to say, the big F word, absolutely free. So. All you have to do is take advantage of it. Once again, Orlando.score.org is the website. And are the offices back open now, Lucy, at the National Entrepreneur yes, Center? We are we are open, and we're open just like we were in the last year, towards the end of last year, for every day from uh, um, Monday through uh, Thursday from 10 to 4. And But, of course, that doesn't mean we stop working. We, our website is up and running. 
And if you can't reach us at that time, uh, there's always somebody in the office at those hours, but you can uh, call us before or after, and we certainly will call you back. So we're, you know, almost we're 24 hours a day, basically, truly at the end of the day. Uh, if we're not there, leave a message and, uh, you know, we'll call you right back. And that that's what you get at SCORE, ladies and gentlemen, personal service and they're reliably 407-420-4844 of course is the number for score 407-420-4844 and once again that website orlando.score.org and the national entrepreneur center offices of course are open as as well and that's where scores offices are in the national entrepreneur center and that is in the in the the Fashion Square Mall on the West End there, and right off of McGuire. And, of course, uh, we had a send-off for Jerry Ross uh, on uh, one of our last shows of last year, you know, as he announced his retirement. And he's going to be doing some traveling. Who knows, you might bump into him in some faraway destination, Lucy, one of these days. (laughs) Yes, uh, he is going to start traveling very soon. And uh, you know what? He's he's going to go to Colombia. He's got a number of uh, clients uh, that are awaiting him. So that's going to be one of his first trips, surprisingly. That was kind of nice to know. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Man. But I also want to mention something uh, in reference to our uh, website. Uh, I really encourage everyone to take a look at our website. We have some outstanding programs now coming up. We have some wonderful programs with Coffee with the Leader and stuff. We are. We have been very busy trying to schedule all these things, and I encourage people, for God's sake, take advantage of it. It's free, for goodness sake. How can you not take advantage of something like this? I just, uh, you know, it, uh, it's unbelievable to me that people don't take advantage of all the opportunities that we offer. So I just encourage everyone, go look at our website, and you're going to find something there that I'm certainly sure you're going to like and need. All right. Once again, that website being Orlando.score.org. And of course, SCORE networks with a lot of other organizations and reaches out to other organizations, which brings us to our guest today. And she is the executive director of an organization called Curry Ford West, the website being CurryFordWest.com. I'd like to welcome to the show today, Sarah Shulak. Sarah, how are you doing today? I'm wonderful. Thank you all for having me. Okay. Uh, First of all, you're not locally here, are you? And the reason I say that is because there's actually a road here in Orlando called Curry Ford Road. And I just want to be clear that this is not related, correct? Oh, that's well, it's funny you mentioned it because that's exactly why where we are and where why we're named that. All right. Well, then I got that backwards, but at least we got that out of the way. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's go back to the start where we usually start. And that has to do with who is Sarah Shulak. And, uh, we're, and like, where did you come from? Just give us a little bio on yourself, if you would. Well, I love the fact that I'm working with this local, hyper-local nonprofit organization because I actually do live in the Orlando area. Uh, The neighborhood is actually called Dover Shores East, down by the Lake Underhood area, Um, and that's where the Curry Ford West District is located. So 
Uh, I was chatting with Lucy a little bit earlier. My education has taken me all around the country. I completed some college up in Minnesota where I'm from. I finished my undergraduate program out in Colorado, and then I finished my master's program at the University of Miami. Followed that up by teaching at FIU and Valencia. And I've been in Orlando probably a total of about eight years now. So uh, I've made kind of a, a journey across the U.S., but happy to call Florida my home now. Okay. And uh, did did you go to uh, did you go to school here locally? I mean, college. Not in Orlando. Uh, my college ended. My college career ended down in Miami. Oh. But okay. what brought me up here was working with marketing agencies. Actually, a number of tech and marketing agencies pulled me away from South Florida, and then I, I realized the allure of Central Florida and what every other local keeps saying that it actually is more than just Disney. So it's been really fun to explore the area. Okay. And it's getting bigger and bigger. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so Curry Ford West, you said, is a nonprofit organization? It is. And what's really fascinating about it, uh, if I can do my shameless little plug here, but the, there's a program out there that's called the National Main Streets Program. And Although it's a national program, not many people are familiar with it. So the analogy I often like to use, which people are more familiar with, is actually the Boys and Girls Club. So if you think about how the Boys and Girls Club is structured, it's a national program, but then each state will have its own chapter or uh, offshoot of it. So similarly, the National Main Street Program wants to help revitalize Main Streets all across the country, but most of them operate at a state-level program. What's exciting about Orlando is that Orlando is one of four cities in the country to actually operate a city-level program that has the authority and autonomy of a state-level program. So even while there is a Florida Main Streets program, the Orlando Main Streets exists within it and is the same scale of it. So in Orlando, as you drive around, there's actually 12 Orlando Main Streets, and some of them are more common household names like the Milk District, Mills 50, Audubon Park, Ivanhoe Village, College Park, and so on. Um, and we're only expanding and growing more every year. So the goal of the National Main Streets program is to support small local businesses. Uh, what, what is the actual goal of the Main Streets program, <laughs> if you would, please? That's a, that's a fantastic question because the National Trust for Historic Preservation actually created the National Main Streets program in the 70s and 80s. And it was originally, and you, you heard what it was a, der a derivative from, the National Trust for Historic Preservation. So it was really trying to look at those itty-bitty, tiny little main streets where it's a bona fide only main street in a city. And developers would come in and just want to tear down all the buildings and put in new developments. So the Main Street program wanted to say, no, we need to retain some of this character. We need to understand what is the lifeblood of this community and then lean into that. And you can still modernize but really keep that aesthetic, keep that energy that people from decades uh, for generations would love about your area. So it, it, it takes the character, like you mentioned the milk district. Okay. That that's mm -hmm. because it was TG Lee dairy is I believe still there still has dairy is still there it operations is. there, but old TG Lee himself used to live in a little house right there off of next to the, uh, the facilities that are still there. And so the whole point is then to encourage development, but without giving up the character of the area. And that, that's kind of a tricky yeah. balance, though, isn't it? 
It is. And, you know, with growth comes change and everyone deals differently with change and you cannot grow without change. So it is somewhat a necessary evil and sometimes uh, it takes a little bit of encouragement to get everyone on board and, and be unanimous. But I want to go back to where you asked about the main goal of it, because as much as historic preservation is a passion for the organization, we are first and foremost focused on economic vitality. So when the reason why we want to do community cleanups and pick up the trash or put in new bike racks that look cooler or install the lightful banners that make you feel like you're actually in an area that has um, continuity of placemaking, the reason why we want it to look better is to attract people to live and work here. And that's actually why uh, we just actually launched a campaign that we call Better With You. And the idea is that we're over here, we're doing our work, we're, we're making things happen. So Curry Ford West is going to do what it does, but it'll be better with you in it, better with you shopping there, better with you living there, better with you bringing your business there. Um, and so we just want people to know who we are, know where we are, and know that they're welcome here. Okay. When we come back from the break, we're going to talk a little bit more about Curry Ford West in particular and find out what it would be like to be better with you out there. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. So please stay with us once again. Sarah Shulak, uh, the executive director of Curry Ford West, is our guest today. The website there, curryfordwest.com, curryfordwest.com. Spell it out just like it's on the sign there. It's curryfordwest.com. We'll be right back. We are back. We are What's the Score? And once again, we want to thank you for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen, as we're looking forward to another exciting year of SCORE radio and SCORE events and SCORE successes because you succeeded. And, of course, we have the SCORE award-winning volunteer, the volunteer of every year, Lucy Polito, with us. And, of course, I am Christopher Hart. Our guest today, Sarah Shulak. She is the executive director of Curry Ford West and that's curryfordwest.com. And I guess what threw me off at the very start there is because I'm, I'm looking at the, the sign behind you, and it's Curry Ford is two words. And I believe on the street sides, it's all one word, isn't it? Or, is, or am I wrong about that? It is two words on the sign, but I'll tell you what's confusing about it. So okay. we, we lean in a little bit to that west part of our name, Curry Ford West, yeah. because if you look at a map of Orlando, we're actually southeast in Orlando. So we're we're not west, and we're not west of Orlando or in Orlando. The reason we call that is that Curry Ford Road you keep referencing, it goes from where we start around Fern Creek, and it goes all the way out to Narcoosey, Path of 417. It goes pretty far east. Right. So when you're looking at the Curry Ford Road, we are Curry Ford West. All right. So Is, is there a Curry Ford East? Not formalized, but anything that's not into us could could turn into If you go east of us, the main district is the Gateway District that goes north and south across the whole Cimarron Corridor. Um, but as far as the remainder of the Curry Ford Road, we just didn't want our district to be stretched too far across uh, the expanse. Just, just as a quick side note, is there a location to go to see a map of all where all of these districts are, these yes, Main Street absolutely. districts? We actually just redid our website, that one you keep uh, plugging, the curryfordwest.com. We got so many questions about where we're located because you'll also find the Hourglass District within our uh, uh, boundaries. And so when people get confused about where that is or, or where the boundaries are, 
We do have a number of maps on our website, um, but then we also have linked all of the other the other 11 main streets in the Orlando area, so you can see theirs as well. Or if you just want to Google Orlando Main Streets, the city has a really robust resource with all 12 and the maps. Um, and sometimes they'll even have one map like you're talking about that does have all 12 listed in one view. Okay. Uh, tell us how the Curry Ford West Main Street District came to be, if you would. Absolutely. The origin story of Curry Ford West is really exciting. And I I have to preface it by saying I wasn't around at this time. So this is all kind of a, a historical tale that I've inherited. But it originated in 2017 to 2018, where people heard about the Main Streets program. And a small number of really passionate people looked at the area. There were some business owners, some residents, and some property owners. And these people came together and said, we think this type of thing should be here. Just like the Milk District, just like Audubon Park, just like College Park, we think there should be a Main Street District here, bringing these businesses together and really supporting them and helping them grow. So there were a number of prerequisites because we're not just a development district. So it's not just because we've built buildings that we establish ourselves here. There's a really uh, detailed contract with the city of Orlando that helps us receive funding for our programming, um, but it doesn't do everything that we need. So there is still fundraising and other outreach that we need to do to hit our goals. Um, but basically the, the earliest origin, these individuals had to go and canvas and knock on every business door and say, if we did this, would you support it? Would you be involved? Um, is this something that you would want to do? And then they had to raise money to do the initial go about it. So it formalized as an LLC in 2018. And then I feel like it was November 2018 when they did their ribbon cutting. And then all of 2019 was really when it was establishing itself and, and trying to be the district. And then as we know, 2020 hit. And I feel like anything strategic that they were doing kind of got put on the wayside, put on that back burner so that they could be reactionary and say, it's no longer, what do we want to do? It's what can we do? And they were really restricted for those next few years. So now as we branch out and kind of reimagine things, we'll be taking some of our events that maybe were uh, born out of that pandemic, born out of the quarantine. And we can say, how do we adapt this for where we are now? Now that things are, are lightened up, now that things have less restrictions, what would we do differently or what could we change about what we're doing uh, in response to that? Lucy, do you want to chime in on this? Well, you know, I was just thinking that's um, that's going to be a tough job, I think. Although, you know, uh, the more I learn about this, the more exciting it is to have those kind of niches, I guess. Um, and I'm thinking about the Curry Ford area. Uh, that's a pretty large area. Do you go as far as Semarong? We don't connect all the way to Semarong. You know? So if you know where the Dover Shores Community Center is at Gaston Foster, um, the, the main road that most people know is Conway, so Semeron and then Conway is the next big one. So we do go a little east of Conway, um, but just about to the Graffiti Junction, we actually don't even go all the way to Gaston Foster. Um, and then we don't formally go to Fern Creek. We kind of ju go just past where the Commission Beer Chamber is across Bumby. Um, we'll go a little bit further, like Clover Lawn, so we don't, we don't go all the way to the big road. So what's the radius approximately in mileage? Is it a couple about a of mile miles? Half. Yep. Um, so mile and a half? About a mile and a half. And we know that because we do a pub crawl and we have to see how far are they willing to crawl. So yeah. last year we got um, the commissioner, Commissioner Sheehan from the city of Orlando actually sponsored our electronic carts. 
they were, they were called um, the oak hearts, and they would shuttle people from the, the location so that they were a little safer. <laughs> okay. So, Go ahead, Lucy. Go ahead. No, no. No, you... I was going to say, the majority of the, of the businesses that are in that area, because I'm not very familiar with that area, are what type of businesses? It's a fantastic question because, like I was mentioning, the concentration of how many districts we have in the city of Orlando, the analogy I like to use are like the boroughs of New York, where Soho has a very different feel than Manhattan, but we know Queens is not Brooklyn, and no one's really trying to be one another. They just have their own flavor. So you'll go to somewhere like the Milk District. There's a lot of bars. There's a lot of nightlife. There's Plaza Live. There's a lot of entertainment. You go somewhere like Audubon Park, there's a lot of really small businesses. You have the East End Market, so it's a high concentration and a small density. Someone like Semron is a very different monster where they have a lot of big box stores, and it's harder to find those mom-and-pop shops, but they still try and uh, emphasize it. And landing back at Curry Ford West, we have a lot of service. Um, a lot of services, um, lots and lots of things related to your car. You can get tires at Firestone. You can get your oil changed in like four different places. We probably have about eight mechanics and um, Montalvo tires, Firestone tires. Got, you know, like I said, all the, the oil change spots. There's a lot of um, resources for animals and children. So there's a lot of daycares. There's the uh, Animal Medical Center or Animal Medical Clinic, which is also right off Bumby. The Gift Guru, which just renamed as Plant Daddy. So there's uh, resources for retail, like um, the Apple Core and More Gifts, Vintage Chair, and Sunthrift Antiques are all kind of little, like you were saying, those little niche stores that you you know. But we also have some legacy staples, people who've been there for decades, like the Carrie Hand Colonial Funeral Home, Charlie's Bakery and Creamery, which just got new owners last year as they celebrated their 50th anniversary, and the Swiss House, which relocated from the College Park District about eight years ago, and they're going to be celebrating their 70th anniversary this year. So some new, some brand new, some old, but lots of restaurants. So I endearingly call it the comfort food capital of Orlando because we have La Fiesta, Cilantro's, Tamale Co., um, and, and just places where you make those memories and, and take people for your birthday or when they come from out of town. That's good. As, as a group, do you folks do any kind of major advertising? Because what you just mentioned, for instance, it's kind of interesting. You know, you always wonder, God, I have to get my car fixed. And, and there is no one particular place. I mean, you have to go to your friend to say, do you have a good mechanic? You know, this is what's happening. So, you know, that kind of a thing. I, I was wondering what type of advertising uh, is available for you guys. Absolutely. Marketing and advertising is the, the golden bullet, right? Or whatever, the silver bullet. It's the, the magic ticket to everything that says, if we unlock this, we've just, we've won. So for our members, we do put our members' names, logos, and links on our website. As I mentioned, we just redid it so you can find a full member directory. But keep in mind that the member directory doesn't list every single business that exists within our district. Those are just those who have opted in to be members. So the best way to know who is in the physical boundaries of the district is just to know where the map is and then just look on Google Maps so you can really see every opportunity. Because sometimes, you know, let's say, for example, we have a Dunkin' Donuts in our community. That Dunkin' Donuts might be a franchise, so they might not have the ability or autonomy to join us as a member 
but they're still here and contributing to them still helps stimulate our economy Marco, in this area. It, you, know, it, 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 you know, it brings you into the area. And I think that's really what the charm of this district is, is once you've gone there for whatever reason brings you there, maybe it's to repair your watch or clock at the Swiss house, or maybe it's to grab lunch at Foot and Roll. But once you're there, take your time, slow down and look around and see what's around you. Maybe there's something you didn't rec you didn't notice the first time you were there. Um, or there's something that you might want to come back and check out the next time you're there or bring someone because they'd be in. You know, there's a there's a comic book shop. There's like four tattoo shops, um, a twisty treat. Yeah, we've got all kinds of fun stuff down there. Hmm. All right. Yep. Okay. Once again, we're speaking with Sarah Shulak. She is the executive director at Curry Ford West. That's curryfordwest.com. And I take it if somebody out there in their district is listening, they can they can join up, right? And, and can can anybody be a member of this district though? If you're not even if you don't live in that district, in order to help support businesses there, maybe they they there's a great restaurant there they want to support or something like that. One hundred percent, and that is kind of that uh, that vision of that better with you campaign that I was talking about, where we remind people that Curry Ford West is here. And we do what we do, but it's always better with you. And so if somebody wants to support it, but they don't have a lot of time to volunteer and, and take on responsibilities, they can just shop and patronize any of these businesses within the area. But if they do want to take that next step, there are resources on our website. There's a whole volunteers page. There's a whole sponsors page. And we actually just uh, in the last year kicked off a new bi-weekly Tuesday night market. So, you know, the endearing... Farmers markets of Sundays have expanded into night markets these days, and everyone seems to have one. So ours goes every other Tuesday night. Um, and so people can choose to get involved and lend a hand at one of our events, attend one of our events, or just um, you know follow us on social media and share. Because to Lucy's point about marketing, you know that helps us push our reach and help get in front of the people who would really benefit from either attending our events um, or or feeling like they're a part of the community by being involved in our organization. Okay. We will be right back with more of What's the Score. We're back. We are What's the Score, and once again, thank you so much for tuning in and telling your friends and family about the show. We really do appreciate it. You know, people all across the country can listen to this show by going to the station's website here, theanswerorlando.com, and you can spread that around as well, theanswerorlando.com. Okay, then also, we have Lucy Polito, of course, the award-winning volunteer from SCORE, and myself, Christopher Hart. Our guest today as we start off the new year is Sarah Shulak. She is the executive director of Curry Ford West, Curry Ford West being their website. And don't forget, SCORE offices are now open again in the National Entrepreneur Center. The hours are 10 to 4, Monday through Thursday, 10 to 1 on Friday. And that's when actually people will be there that they can meet with you. It's best if you want to meet with someone and spend significant time with them but to make an appointment ahead of time because there's always something going on around the offices there. But you're welcome to go in and say hello. But the the number is 407-420-4844 to set up an appointment at 407-420-4844 for SCORE. And don't forget to know everything that SCORE is up to this year. Go to Orlando.score.org. 
sign up for the excellent newsletter there, and you'll get alerts, and that way you'll be in the mainstream of the knowledge. All right? So let's get back to Sarah Shulak. And once again, we're talking about Curry Ford West, and this is part of the the city Main Streets program, which is part of the national and state Main Streets programs. And I, I take it that uh, Orlando, kind of like you know it is with the National Entrepreneur Center, Orlando's kind of, it sounds like, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, taking real advantage of this and leading the way in showing how to utilize these this Main Street effort. I would absolutely agree with you there, Chris. And one of the people that I want to showcase, just as you're talking about people who've made big differences, like Lucy over here, the the woman who just retired from our organization, her name is Pauline Eaton. She's the one who actually founded that Orlando Main Streets program about 18 years ago. And she came here with experience from Ohio so that she could implement it. And I think I mentioned at the top of our our, episode here that Orlando is one of four cities in the entire United States that operates at the level of a state level program. The other three are Boston, Baltimore, and Washington, D.C. So we're the only one in the Southeast. And so when you call us this this leader, I, I really do think that they are change agents. And they I think that other cities down the road could eventually take inspiration from this because who knows if San Francisco has something that could be uh, utilized in this way using Orlando as a template. So don't quote me, but I, I definitely think that we're doing things that others aren't. And you know that's being in the National Entrepreneur Center kind of is the rule, isn't it, Lucy, uh, locally here? Yeah. Okay. Um, the Do you hold, like, meetings or something like that? Absolutely. We're, our organization is highly active. Um, we're small but mighty, so we do have a, a small number of volunteers, which is why we're doing this recruitment campaign and really trying to see where people's skills are, to see where their passion is and where they belong. But we do meet, we have a board of directors that governs the organization. The organization has to employ one executive director to kind of help lead it. So that's me, but that doesn't mean necessarily that I run the district. Um, I facilitate a lot of things, but I'm not the one making all the decisions. So the board meets monthly. In addition to that, there's also four committees that help to kind of chunk out the work and delegate it into um, certain things that just make sense together, right? So organization is anything administrative, getting um, membership fees paid and insurance is up to date. And then there's promotion, which is what uh, Miss Lucy was talking about, whether that's marketing, putting our logo on bus stops, or uh, handling our social media and website presence. And then we have design. Design committee can be a little bit nuanced because when you think of design, we originally think of like the Zoom background behind me where it's very graphic design. But design is also that placemaking element that I mentioned with the light pole banners or the bike racks that say, as I drive through this area, do I feel like I've just entered an area when I enter it? And as I go through, does it seem consistent until I leave? Um, And I know that College Park is uh, College Park and Audubon Park are some of the ones that really have that placemaking experience down pat. Um, And then the final committee I haven't mentioned is economic vitality. So that's making sure that if someone does join as a business member, that they feel like they're getting the value of what they're contributing. And sometimes we hear from businesses and and membership doesn't feel right for them, but they become a, a very passionate sponsor just because they don't need as much support that a membership would offer them. They're 
successful, they're they're making their way on their own, and then we come in um, and help still promote them, but in a different way as a sponsor. Lucy, did you want to? Did I see you with your hand? Well, up? no. I would, a question just popped out. The majority of the businesses that are there are that. Is there a lot of restaurants uh, or mostly general type businesses? Absolutely, tons of restaurants. Um, I did mention a handful, and there's new ones coming in every time. And what I notice when it comes to the restaurants, I mentioned some that are those legacy staples, like the Charlie's Bakery and La Fiesta. But we have brand new ones that just opened up, like um, like Fortuna Bakery and Crave and Joy. And we're also noticing an expansion of existing restaurants that already have their first brick and mortar in in Orlando, maybe in a different district, and then they're expanding out and opening second or maybe even third locations in our district, like Black Rooster Taqueria, where here they've expanded to their second location here on Crystal Lake and Curry Ford, and it's their only location that offers brunch and has a patio. And then if you know the the brand Badass Sandwiches off Primrose and uh, Robinson up in the Milk District, they also expanded their brand to have what they call Badass Burgers, um, which is kind of an offshoot tangential. Um, so it's a different reason to find the brand that you like, right? So I love watching the variety of the existing people expand. And even Tamalico is a great uh, case study for our district because they were a very iconic food truck and still are that iconic food truck that goes around. But then they brought their brick and mortar to that hourglass district when it was being developed. And they themselves are even expanding within the space that they have. So whatever phase your business is in, whether you're just starting out and we can help you and connect you with resources like SCORE or BizLink Orange or other um, entities out there that help the small businesses. But then also when people are really established, sometimes you'll see people like Pizza Bruno where their original location is here in our district, and now they're expanding out to open their second location out in College Park. So even though there's so many of us in the Orlando Main Streets program, there's no competition between one another. It's it's all resources and sharing talent and, um, and insights. Okay. I, I think it's wonderful. It's, uh, you know, that just shows how much Orlando is growing and it's becoming you know, there are little spots in Orlando that are specialties. Uh, and, you know, it's interesting to start wandering around because you're just surprised by what you find. And that this is certainly a, a jewel that Earth, perhaps a lot of people didn't know about. So it's good that you're on our show. I'm glad. Thank you. Once again, our guest is Shara, Sarah, I'm sorry, Sarah Shulak. And she is the executive director of Curry Ford West. CurryFordWest.com is the website. And once again, you can be a member of CurryFordWest.com. And you mentioned the the push that you have, or the I, I guess it's a uh, a goal. Is what? It, how would you explain better with you better? <laughs> well, I would just call it for simplicity's sake, a recruitment campaign, because we do need volunteers. And if anything, if the pandemic taught us anything, it's that people are even more selective with their time and really have to be intentional about why they're giving, because it it seemed so easy before to just get people to do things and, and get volunteers. And that's a luxury we don't have anymore. So now people are looking at their time and saying, if I have all these different obligations that I could do, which one is really 
what am I really passionate about? And what am I really connected to? And what would I really want to use that time for in lieu of spending it with my family or reading or personal development or whatever else they could do? So first of all, there's just a, a base tone of appreciation for anyone who is a volunteer. That includes our board. Our board of directors is a completely volunteer-based board as well. So everyone, with the exception of myself, <laughs> everyone is doing this purely out of out of their love for the community. But as I go back to my origin, I actually do live in the district. And so there's there's that personal connection to before I even was asked to be the executive director, I wanted to get involved with Curry Ford West because um, you know, I, I paint murals and I said, if anyone's gonna paint murals in my district, it's gonna be me. And that's how I even found out and reached out initially. And then uh, it kind of ended up in these conversations that said, we'd really love it if you stepped into this role. Was I ask, is there a Curry Ford East? Not yet. I don't think that they've unified, but um, they're definitely, it exists. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh, is there a, uh, does, does being a, a Main Street program give you any, shall I say, influence over the, the specific type of growth? Because as you said, the whole goal is to maintain the character of an area. And since we're seeing massive growth going on all over the place and these high rises going up all over the place, um, is, is there any uh, advantage to having these districts to sort of mitigate the, the rapid growth? I think that's a fantastic question to ask. And the way that we don't necessarily have, how do I, how do I put this? we don't necessarily have any governance. We don't necessarily have any authority. We can't come in and say, I don't want this building here, so this building isn't going to go here. The reason we exist is to kind of keep our ear to the ground and create those relationships with property owners so that when a vacancy does come up, we hear about it at the same time that it goes on the market so that we can say, oh, hey, so-and-so, I know you've been looking for a space. I hear this one's coming available. Or when we look at a space that does become available, we can help them fill it so it doesn't sit as a vacancy, which causes blight and causes this kind of look and feel of, well, if nothing's going in here, why would anything want to go in here? And it feels like the biggest challenge we have right now is actually connecting the vacancies we have with the people who can afford those price points. Because we have a lot of people who do want to just start out, but in Curry Ford West, a lot of the vacancies that we have available at this time are like in the strip center with Publix, where okay. it's the old Bell's outlet, where it's a really right. large I'm gonna have space. To, we're going to have to pick this up on the other side. We're out of time. We'll be right back with more of What's the Score? What's the score? Once again, we want to thank you for tuning in. And by we, specifically, I mean, of course, Lucy Polito and myself, Christopher Hart, our guest today, Sarah Shulak, the executive director of Curry Ford West. Before we get back to the conversation, though, I'd just like to remind you, if you would like to get your message out to a broad audience in a big way, radio is still one of the best ways to do it, ladies and gentlemen. And now here at Salem Media Group Orlando, they also have Salem Surround, they can help you surround everybody with your message over the airwaves and over the Internet as well. So all you need to do is get a hold of the folks here. And by the way, they can coordinate everything, 
or they can use one particular part. Maybe you just want to use the internet. Maybe you just want to use the airwaves. They can help you out either way. You can call them at 407-618-1760, 407-618-1760, or just go to surroundorlando.com. They are local. They are experts. They know the area. They know the business. They know their way around the web and, of course, the airwaves. Surroundorlando.com for Salem Surround, and just tell them they heard about it on the, the What's the Score show, okay? All right, so, Sarah, uh, do you have uh, – what kind of events do you – do you and do you do and participate in? Is it like just ribbon cuttings or or what? Ribbon cuttings are fantastic events for the businesses, and we definitely, depending on if it's a city or county area, because the Curry Ford West District does overlap. So we'll have some city and and some unincorporated Orange County properties, but we also have four large annual events as well as that biweekly night market that I mentioned. So. Starting with the night market, that one is re, uh, it's restarting. It took a little hiatus over the holiday season. So that's going to come back on Tuesday, January 17th. And the night markets will go bi-weekly from that date, and they're always from 6 to 9 p.m. So if you're, you're ever driving down on a Tuesday night and you say, what's happening at that funeral home? <laughs> Why is that all those tents and lights set up? Uh, that is actually where we set up, and, and that'll be uh, lots of handmade items, local vendors, people making anything from uh, gifts to treats. And we normally have food trucks, so you can enjoy dinner while you shop there as well. In addition to the night market, like I said, we have annual events and we try and do one every season. So we don't, one of the things main streets do not want is we don't wanna be seen as the party planning committee. We don't wanna be seen as people who only have events and all we're trying to do is get people together and and have little parties and things and, and mixers. So we wanna do something a little bit more substantial and really get into beautifying and cleaning up and getting the hands dirty. But coming up in spring, we're very excited to bring back one of our most iconic events, which is called the Little Entrepreneur Fair. Back in 2020, we actually won a grant for it from the Awesome Foundation. So we won a $1,000 grant. But we realized summer wasn't the best time for kids <laughs> to be setting up tents in the heat of it. So we're trying it again in March, where it's a, a little bit closer to the spring break time of year. So that'll be March 18th, that we'll have a community carnival and little entrepreneur fair and give vendors who are under 18 the opportunity to set up their booths um, and talk about their products and services. Getting into summer, we do have a pub crawl where people dress like a dad and then they they crawl across the district where they see um, all of the, the various bars and activities that we have. And then as we come back into fall and winter, we'll have a trunk or treat for Halloween um, and our annual Picture Perfect Holidays where we put themed photo sets around for the whole month of December, which is what we're just wrapping up now. Okay, Lucy? Do you have all these things uh, advertised on your website or? We do. What we try and do, we know it can be a little overwhelming to the general public to see an annual view because most people don't know what they're doing next week, let alone in, in next That's October, true. right? But what we do is for people who have maybe approvals that they need to provide their bosses or their businesses for sponsorship, then we definitely have kind of like a sponsorship packet that lists out all of the annual opportunities. Um, but the website, the events might only be listed um, up until summer. Okay. Sounds good. Okay. All right. So all of this, once again, you can find at their website, curryfordwest.com, curryfordwest.com. Just generally speaking, uh, in that area there, uh, how do you see the 
the development going forward in terms of businesses? Is is it going to be more like mom and pop businesses, more restaurants, or are is there going to be some sort of uh, you know industrial type base thing there where where people are are making things? You know, I have a feeling that it's going to stay more mom and pop, but there's always that chance that chains will come in, like we mentioned earlier, when it comes to the vacancies. If you're not at that price point where you can build out and invest in a large property, then what we want to make sure as we're, you know, guiding the Economic Vitality Committee, we want people to maybe make recommendations of things that do or don't fit within the district. And one brief example that happened before my tenure here is that I believe that it was a um, plasma clinic that was trying to come into the district and the community responded, heard about it and said, we really don't think that this is the right thing to put in our district. We, we don't think that it will grow us in the right direction. And so to your point about kind of what autonomy do we have to, I don't want to say fight because it's not, you're not necessarily fighting things coming in. We're just voicing what the community is sharing with us and reiterating that and trying to be kind of an echo chamber to reverberate those voices. And we have no plasma clinic. So it obviously worked and and there's definitely um, people can feel the response to their involvement, right? It's kind of like that adage of you get out what you put in. So the more involved people are, the more involved they are with membership, with sponsorship, with volunteerism, the more they really see those benefits tenfold back into their community. Okay. Um, and Lucy asked about what is there a Curry Ford East? Uh, uh, are are there other areas that there that you see maybe there'll be another one of these Main Street programs pop up, or do you think Orlando's pretty well covered? As Central Florida's pretty well covered as it is. I think it is a little bit of both. Like I mentioned, we only started with three back in 20, uh, 2008. So the fact that we're up to 12 by, 2050, by 2023, I don't know that people maybe would have even thought we would have gotten to 12. Um, but recently, for example, Paramore was connected with the city district, and now Paramore has branched out on their own. They're no longer kind of with under or within the city district property organization. So they're as their own entity now. But for example, I think it was, I think it might have even been Park Ave up in Winter Park where they are now a Main Street district. But when we talked about how there's a Florida Main Streets as well as the Orlando Main Streets, you actually have to be in the city of Orlando proper to be part of the Orlando Main Streets district program. Otherwise, for example, if Winter Park joins, they're not in the Orlando Main Streets program. They're under the Florida Main Streets umbrella because they don't have that Orlando footprint. So same thing, Kissimmee, Florida Main Streets, not Orlando Main Streets. So we have some neighbors like DeLand and Ormond Beach and some other places that are nearby that wouldn't make it under that Orlando umbrella, but do fit under Florida. So we definitely still see expansion in Florida. Just kind of depends on the zip code where they land. Lucy? One final question for me, and that is, do you get any help whatsoever from the city? We do. And that is where that contract comes back in, because there are a number of development districts like Hourglass District or the Packing District, because a district, when you use the word district, it's just a community, right? So there's nothing wrong with people using this word district. It's just saying this is an area of economic presence that we want to support. And if everyone has that same goal of economic vitality, it doesn't really matter if you're doing it from funding that you already had or funding that you're procuring, if the goal 
is achieved that these businesses are supported. But when we entered into this contract with the city of Orlando, we do get funding on a quarterly basis, but to receive that funding, we have a very stringent amount of reporting that we need to provide because to them, we're a part of their economic vita- their uh, economic development department. And so they want to see those dividends. They want to see that return on investment and, and say, okay, well, if we give you this funding, how much is being reinvested? How many volunteer hours did that account for? How many projects were completed? What else how were they actually supported? Because um, I don't think that the city would be investing anything that's not long-term profitable. Okay, we just have a a moment or two left. Any last thoughts? Any last, anything else you'd like to tell the audience? I just really appreciate everyone listening and checking us out. Uh, They've mentioned our website a good amount, thecurryfordwest.com, but also follow us on our social channels. We're really active on Facebook and Instagram, just at curryfordwest. And that's the best and quickest way to get the most up-to-date information about what we have going on. Okay. And do you also, along those lines, function as sort of a community bulletin board for that area? We do. Yeah, absolutely. So that means that when you go to our website, you won't just see the events that we have that Curry Ford West is hosting. But if we hear about a karaoke night at Graffiti Junction or a trivia night or dart night at Rogue Pub, we'll try and put those events up there as we hear about them, too, um, so that it serves as a one-stop shop to know what's going on in this area. Okay. Once again, I'm sorry, Lucy? No, I was just thinking it's, that's very good that you have that. That's, uh, you know. It's good to to know. Maybe one day I'll come over and karaoke. Oh, <laughs> I've done that in many years. <laughs> there, there you go. Hey, it's basically just down the road from you there. All right. So once again, our guest today, Sarah Shulak, who is the executive director of Curry Ford West. That is curryfordwest.com, the website. Once again, they got a lot of events that they have going on as well in that area. And even if you don't live in the area, there's a lot of great businesses there, a lot of great restaurants there. You might want to check them out. You might, may already have a favorite in the area. And if you want to help them out, you can go to Curry Ford West and help them out, curryfordwest.com. All right. And uh, while you're on the Internet, please also go to orlando.score.org. Sign up for the excellent newsletter there. And if you'd like to make an appointment with someone like Lucy, maybe, at SCORE, you can call them at 407-420-4844. For score, 407-420-4844. And don't forget, Salem Surround, surroundorlando.com. If you'd like to get your message out in a big way, they can help you do it. That is surroundorlando.com. Okay, that's just about going to wrap it up for us. Uh, Once again, Sarah, thanks for being with us. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. All right. Okay, so once again, CurryFordWest.com, Orlando.score.org, and SurroundOrlando.com. Until next week, that's all for What's the Score? Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.